World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Oh, i got a story to tell. <laughs> i got, I got a story to tell. If I start telling that story, oh, I, I got some other stuff I want to talk about. I got, I got to get this story in. So if we get going through the show and we hit a slow spot, somebody say, hey, Coach, tell your story. I got a story to tell. That, that, that's for sure. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, here's, here's a question for you. Because we talked about it a little bit the other day. Uh, are, are Christians supposed to forgive when no one asks you for an apology no i didn't get that right are are you are we required expected to forgive when there's been no reconciliation like if myra does something and uh i say i forgive you myra and she never asked for forgiveness is recon- has reconciliation taken place because reconciliation, to reconcile, it's like balancing the books. That's a, that's a math term. To be reconciled means at the end of the day, your books balance. You apologize, I forgive. I apologize, you forgive. Books are balanced. And somewhere along the line, uh, those of us in Christianity, we've got this whole thing messed up. We're confused. We're confused. We want to give forgiveness where there's no repentance. By the way, very, very simple question for you. Does the Lord offer repentance? I'm sorry, forgiveness without repentance? Hey, Silver, that's a good question for you. Does the Lord grant us forgiveness without repentance? No. No, I don't believe he does. Are we required to offer forgiveness without repentance? Now, look, look, look. Sometimes you forgive things because you want that poison out of your heart. You want that poison out of your heart. But how many times in your life have you just simply said, uh, gee, many, if he would just say he was sorry, right? Oh, how many no. times? Many times, right? Because there's something that happens. See, repentance is the admittance. By the way, you want to save your marriage? You want to save your marriage? Here's all you got to do. Here's, this, here's the open door. You want to save your marriage? Go to your spouse and say these simple words. The most difficult words in all the English language. You ready? I'm going to play. I'm going to role play. Michelle, I'm sorry. I was wrong. There it is. Boom. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Because then I've opened the door for you to either forgive or not forgive. It's up up to you. 
But rather than sit around all the time and say, things aren't working out because you're doing this and 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 you're doing this. Sometimes I got to, you know, honey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Honey, if I said something that offended, I'm sorry, I was wrong. That is, see, that's all the Lord really wants us to do, isn't it? That's all we want. That's all, That's what repentance is. That's what reconciliation is. That you tell somebody you're sorry and they say, I forgive you. Now, do they really forgive you? Well, some some um, offenses are harder to deal with than others. We, I get that. We understand that. The a betrayal. Betrayal. See, listen, folks. And I've never gone out on my wife. Don't have no desire to go out on my wife. But if I ever did go out on my wife, and I came home and told her, oh, honey, by the way, uh, this weekend when I was gone, do you think I'd lose her trust? Do you think I could just say, honey, I'm sorry, I was wrong, and our relationship be hunky-dory again? Of course not, because, folks, don't ever forget this, sin has consequences. You can be forgiven of things, but God never cancels the consequences of the sin. Never cancels it. Never. Now, he he steps in and he takes the, the punishment or he removes the final judgment on it. But if I do something to lose the trust of my wife, she can forgive me, but that doesn't make our relationship. You guys know what I'm talking about here? I want to talk about some of that today because those of us in the church, we've been taught in Christianity, forgive, 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 forgive. And folks, that that just ain't the way it works. Pray us in, Myra, real quick. I'm, I'm ready to roll here today. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Huddle. Um, the reading today is from Ezekiel 9, 4 through 7. It is written, And the Lord say unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sign and that cry for all abominations that he that be done in the midst thereof. So he's not just, he's not crying and sighing over the mistakes he's made. He's crying and sighing over all the mess that's going on all around him. He can't believe what's going on. I feel like that sometimes. Go ahead. Yes, coach. And to the others, he said, in mine hearing, go ye after him through the city and smite. Let not your eyes spare, neither have ye pity. Hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hey, Silver, just curious. Uh, is the Old Testament part of the Bible? Is the Old Testament, does it have a relationship with the New Testament? See, it doesn't, uh, say, yeah. it doesn't say, it doesn't say here, go through the city and forgive everybody and love everybody. No, it, it, doesn't. Doesn't, it doesn't say that, does it? No, no, no. no. Same, same, the, the same father of our Savior is, is talking about judgment here. Go ahead. Right. Yes, coach. Slay utterly all and young. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Not just slay. Slay utterly. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, go on, man. Webster's. 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 <laughs> utterly. Utterly. To the full extent. Fully. Perfectly. Totally. Utterly debased, utterly lost to all sense of shame. Utterly, utterly. To, okay, Myra, go back. Slay, read that again. In fact, go ahead, yes, Myra. Coach. Yes, coach. Slay utterly, all and young, 
both maids and little children and women, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. Church. Begin at my church. Then they began at the ancient men, which were before the house. They went to the old men first. Why did they go to the old men first? Because the old men let it happen. The old men let it happen. Oh my goodness! You're gonna get me off. You're gonna get me off target here. <laughs> and he said unto them, "Defile the house and fill the courts with the slain. Go ye forth." And they went forth and slew in the city. Wow. Fill the courts with the slain. And they did it. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle. And we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I got a thousand directions to go right now, Lord. Just utterly direct our steps, sort our steps here, Lord. Go ahead, Jeff Klein, real quick. And everybody else, hold off after Jeff. Everybody hold off. Go ahead. Coach, I got to say this to Myra. This is where Pastor Bill was last night. He started in Jeremiah 12, talking about the wicked, and then he went right to this of marking them. It was, it was perfect. Thank you, Myra. Amen. Amen. Same Amen. To you. Holy Spirit, Amen. let me do that. Let's go to, uh, uh, I was going to go to that scripture. How'd you get that up there? Didn't I? I'm looking at my chart over here. Uh, Here's what it is. <clears throat> I'm listening. Well, we, folks, we can never forget. We can never, ever forget what's happened to us over the last three years. This all has to, all has to do with crime and punishment. With offense and forgiveness. It all has to do with it. One of the most gracious things, I've, I've, <clears throat> I spoke about this before, maybe I'll do a show on it at some point. Uh, the death penalty. The death penalty is one of the most merciful things from a Christian perspective now, from a worldly perspective, a humanistic uh, uh, humanism where man is the all uh, end all the death penalty is horrible but from a Christian standpoint it's wonderful can I tell you why every life has value every life has value and it was Gandhi who said if we go around living eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth Soon, everybody will be blind and they won't have any teeth. Now, that sounds good, but that's not the purpose of the death penalty. The purpose of the death penalty is the most valuable, important thing that you could ever have is your life. That's, that's it. That's your life. And in order for my life to have value, if you take my life, you must forfeit yours. That's justice. Folks, that's justice and mercy. Now look, the Holy Spirit told me this this morning. 
because it tells us that the Lord loves judgment. Uh, pull, pull that up. It's the Lord loves judgment. Pull that up. It's Psalm, uh, is that Psalm 33? I think it's Psalm 33. <clears throat> I was going to read all this today. Rejoice in the Lord, all ye righteous, for praises comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harps. Sing unto him with a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Praise skillfully with a loud voice. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The Lord loves judgment. Now, what do they tell us all the time? Well, come on, what do they tell us all the time? Who are you to judge? 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 Christians aren't supposed to judge. Christians aren't supposed to judge. The Lord loves it. The Lord loves judgment. Because judgment balances its scales. You, hey, you remember when they used to put people in the stocks? Remember they stick them in the head and their hands and people come by and throw tomatoes at them doing all that kind of stuff? Public humiliation. Why? Because humiliation is often required for the things that we do. Public humiliation is a good thing. Folks, it is a loving thing. So that everybody who walks by sees that guy in the stocks getting tomatoes thrown at him. Everybody who walks by says, whoa, I'm whatever he did, I ain't going to do. I'm not going to do it. I don't want my faith. By the way, it works both ways. That's why they don't want you standing up and speaking in public. That's why they arrest Bill Dunphy. That's why they arrest some of us who go out and stand up for the truth. Because they want to make sure everybody else sees you don't do that. See, it's a form of putting you in the stocks. Got it? But the Lord loves justice. So the death penalty is merciful in that, number one, it settles the score. Your life had value. I killed you. The only way I can equal that out is I have to die as well. But the Lord is so merciful that when you get the death penalty, he actually tells you the day that you're going to die. You're sentenced to death on November 18th, 2022. And you know the day that you're going to die. And you have time to get right with your maker. It's the most merciful thing. The Lord says, listen, I love a repentant heart. I love a repentant heart. I forgive you. I I forgive you. But somebody has to die to balance out the scales. Lord is no respecter of persons. I kill somebody. I have to die. But he's merciful because there was a time in America where we lived our lives thinking about the next world. Our laws and everything were designed because we knew we were just passing this world to eternal judgment. And so people understood that to die, as the Bible says, is to gain. We used to look at death as merely a passing into a new life. But now that the social justice warriors get involved, see, death becomes the end all, the punishment. Oh, my goodness. Well, no. You have a chance to get right with the Lord. The Lord is merciful. He is just. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. The Lord loves 
righteousness and judgment. The Lord loves judgment. Why does he love judgment? He loves judgment so much, he sent his son. So there would be judgment. And there would be justice. For the soul that sinneth, it shall die. The wages of sin is death. He loves justice so much that he looked around. And he said, man, everything is so screwed up. I got to send somebody who can pay the bill. I got to send somebody to pay the bill. So he sends, sends his son who doesn't, who, who is, lives a sinless life. Because if Jesus had sinned, then he would be dying for his own sins. So he sends his own son a perfect sacrifice, and he dies to pay the price for everybody who screwed up. Paid the price for everybody who screwed up. And then he says, anybody who wants to not have to stand before my father in righteous judgment, anybody who wants their name written in the land book of life in the next world, uh, is come and receive my, receive my sacrifice. And the bill's been paid. Listen, every life's valuable. Every life that dies, murdered, killed, there's a consequence for it. There's a payment that has to come. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Uh, I Did you guys know that... Uh, where do I want to find that? Let me find it. Let me find it. <coughs> I'm sorry. I thought I had it right on the tip of my tongue and I can't find it. Did you know that right now they're trying to... They're begging for mercy. Did you guys know that? Did you know they're out there begging for mercy? The left is saying, oh, let's just forgive one another. Let's forgive one another now. Oh, oh, oh we, were, we were wrong about COVID. We were wrong about it, but we had good intentions. We really, really had good intentions. Let's have, a, let's have amnesty now. Let's have amnesty. Let's have am, amnesty. Nobody should have to, uh, right, right? I'm trying to find it right here. I'll get it in a second. Never forget, Jonathan. I got I got a couple things I want to share with you today. Never forget. Friends, we can never forget. Pull us up there, Jonathan. I want to be able to read this to everybody. <clears throat> right there. Start, start right there. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID, writes Brown. That's Brown University. Pit of hell. Professor Emily Osler, a huge lockdown proponent who now pleads from mercy for the once shunned crowd. Oh, we're sorry. Please forgive us. Let's acknowledge that we made complicated choices in the face of deep uncertainty, she writes. And then to try to work together to build back and move forward, she continues. Oh, yeah, that's like setting off a freaking bomb and killing 100 people and say, oh, well, I did. I, let's, let's move on. Let's move on except they weren't in the dark about COVID. There are numerous sources pointing out the actual science that ran contrary to the mandate claims. And they were deliberately silenced by a vast media complaint. Folks, we can never forget. We can never forget. Evidence suggests that media platforms worked in tandem with big tech, CDC, the Biden administration. It was not simply a matter of overreaction. There was collusion to remove all counter information. Nice try, Emily. Nice try. There's a whole lot wrong here, says Michael Singer. First, no, 
You don't get to advocate policies that do extraordinary harm to others against their wishes and then say, oh, sorry, we'll do better next time. Ignorance doesn't work as an excuse when the policies involved abrogating your fellow citizens' rights under an indefinite state of an emergency while censoring and canceling those who weren't as ignorant. The inevitable result will be a society in which ignorance and obedience to the opinion of the mob will be the only safe position. Mm. Look at this. Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. Huh? Hey, folks, you better get ready. Judge wants, Joel wants justice. Hey, look, look at this. These are some quotes. Hey, sorry you lost your job because of the vax. It doesn't work, and your grandma died alone, and you couldn't have a funeral, and your brother's business was needlessly destroyed, and your kids have weird heart problems. But let's just admit we were all wrong and call truce, okay? Uh, it's too bad we shut the entire economy down and took on tyrannical powers that have never been used before in this country. And looking back, you should have been able to go to church and use public parks while we let people riot in the streets. But It was a confusing time for everyone. Let's kiss and make up. Hey, I'm sorry we scared the hell out of you and and lied for years and persecuted and censored anyone who disagreed, but there was an election going on and we really wanted to beat Donald Trump, so it was important to radically politicize the science, even if it destroyed your children's lives. Please, can we move on here? Please. Okay, yes, we said unvaccinated people should die and not get health care while never questioning Big Pharma once, but we're compassionate people, which is why even though we shut down the entire economy, we also bankrupted the nation and caused inflation. You're welcome. Come on, can we still be friends? See what's going on here, friends? Hmm? There have been several recent large wins for the unvaccinated crowd. Oh, yeah, you bet there are. Who had the constitution and backbone to stand up for themselves through a year of being constantly berated and ferociously scorned as second-class citizens. Let's just just forgive and move on, right? Right there, huh? The premier of Alberta, Canada, said she's working on a plan to pardon residents who were fined or arrested over being coronavirus protocols and apologize to unvaccinated Canadians who faced discrimination. Oh, that's okay. Let's get some makeup. I say we hang them high. That's what I think. The New York Supreme Court judge said this. All employees were fired from their jobs have to, for being vaccinated need to be reinstated. The court found Monday that being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting transmitted COVID. Go ahead. Scroll down. I'm eating I'm, up time. Scroll down. I want, you, I, want to play, I want you to play something. No, go on down. Keep on going. 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 Oh, right there. Go ahead and play this. So I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget what the government did and didn't do over the last number of years. I'm not going to forget what the police forces in countries all around the world did to their own citizens. The 
overreach and tyranny that they participated in because they were just following orders. I'm not going to forget any of that. Me either. I'm not going to forget children being ripped out of school, being taken away from their friends and shoved into online classes that were not helpful to them, that damaged them emotionally and psychologically, that they in some ways might never come back from. Kids are resilient, but I'm not sure how resilient. I'm not going to forget the fact that friends of mine, that loved ones of mine, lost their jobs and their businesses because they would not follow totalitarian crazy regulations and crazy mandates that didn't change anything, that didn't help anything. I'm not going to forget the fact that because of government oversight, because governments are not tremendously good oftentimes at responding to emergencies, I didn't get to see my family for three years. I still haven't seen my family and I'm not the only one. I'm not going to forget the fact that people couldn't see their loved ones as they were dying in hospital. They couldn't go to cemeteries, couldn't go to their funerals, couldn't say goodbye. I'm never going to forget any of that. Because if the last number of years has taught us anything, it's that government <coughs> a lot of the time has no idea what they're doing. And they act without consequence, without repercussion. And you, you are the one who loses out. But they don't care. They don't care and they never will. So I'm not going to forget. And I hope that you weren't either. I'm not going to forget, Joe. Betty, I'm not going to forget. Hey, Timothy, I'm not, I'm not going to forget. Dr. Paul, I'm not going to forget. Now, now listen, friends, you better, you better get this. Because they're going to hammer you with grace, 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 mercy, mercy, mercy. Forget, 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 forget. They love Christian values when Christian values play into their hands. They love them then, boy. Oh, they love those Christian values. Uh, who are you to judge? Love your neighbor. But see, we forget. What do we read? The Lord loves what? Justice. Judgment. The Lord loves it. So we can say to those folks, he loveth righteousness and judgment. We can say to those folks, oh, okay, uh, we forgive you, but you're going to pay. We forgive you. You're going to pay. Boom. You know why, friends? That's the only way it'll ever be never again. Never again. And if we let them brush this under the table and let them move on, and if the church is everywhere all about loving and forgiving and bringing our nation together, you know what will bring the nation together? When we see righteousness and judgment. Then... Why? Because the earth is full of goodness when there's righteousness and judgment. And this is only going to come from those of us who carry the name of Christ. Now, listen, you're going to run into some conflict. Can I tell you why you're going to run into some conflict? Because that sissy pastor standing in the pulpit is going to tell you that we have to forgive. If somebody steals from you, do you just forgive them? Or do you want the money back? Give me the money back, and then maybe I'll think about forgiving you. But I want the money back. So you destroyed my business. I forgive you, but I want you to pay. Because why? That's justice. That's justice. Again, I go back to when Jesus was hanging on the cross. Father, forgive them. 
for they know not what they do. Why didn't Jesus forgive them? Because they hadn't asked him to. And the world right now is adrift with people who don't understand the gospel of the kingdom of God that anyone can come to Christ and be forgiven. But not everyone is forgiven. You get it? He pays the bill of everybody who apologizes and says, I'm sorry, I was wrong. He says, I forgive you. And by the way, I paid the price. I'm not letting you off scot-free. I paid the price. Somebody died in your place. I did. I forgive you, but there's still justice. There's still judgment. There's still punishment, but I took it. You with me? That's why the death penalty is so righteous. But the average Christian can't explain why it's so righteous. Oh, I got so much more. I see you guys wanting to get in here. Pull up for me. Certainly nobody out there. Oh, it doesn't matter. Nobody out there thinks I'm wrong. I got to show you this real quick. In case you forget, died suddenly. Died suddenly. Pull that up there. This is about three or four minutes. I want you to see this. This movie's coming out, too. It's an official trailer. Uh, hey, hey, don't ever forget. Don't ever forget what they did. Go ahead and play it. No volume. These people know. These people know. Who knows? The governments know. This has been well planned. This is Agenda 2030. This is the Great Reset. Somebody mentioned to go onto Google and go into the news section and then type in died suddenly. And lo and behold, here's a whole listing of people, of articles, of people within the, that last week who died suddenly. Older people, but a lot of younger people throughout around the world. And then you find out they were vaccinated. And so it's like, okay, so it's the vaccine might be causing this. Most people don't want to know what's in the vaccines. But yet when we open it almost two years into this, we find that it still says intentionally blank. In fact, nobody wants to know what's in the vaccines because, look, if people understood what was in the vaccine, they'd go apeshit. It's just there's something different about the blood. Something's causing this, and something needs to be said. Somebody needs to look into it. I talk to other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. Have you guys ever seen this stuff before? And the answer was always, I've never seen anything like it. Why is Bill Gates involved in public health? And why does public health spend the first part telling you how the world is overpopulating? And at first glance, this is a bit scary. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. That's a, that's a 12 sigma event. One in 800 years, 12 standard deviations above the mean. No one's even calculated that. It's apocalyptic. I thought he was protected with that visor. 
There's a huge part of me that feels a responsibility for everything that's happened. I'm so sorry. The doctor after a while came out and said, your son's dead, you can go home now. <clears throat> Who knows? Young people are dying these days. Mr. Hirschman, this is different. This isn't normal, is it? And he said, absolutely not. The dead can't speak for themselves, so therefore, I have to speak for them. We're connecting dots here. You know, there's no way that that type of obstruction would not cause stroke, heart failure. My sister died. Uh, she was 58, and she died suddenly on Friday of a heart attack. They will do with you what they feel like doing to you. It's the new bullet. It's the new missile. It's the new form of warfare. I wanted people to understand that we're in a fifth-generation warfare for the heart and the mind. This is the greatest orchestrated die-off in the history of the world. Never forget. We can never There's forget. There's most definitely evil in this world, and evil like we could not possibly imagine. Never forget. Well, I got so much more. Put in the chat, please. Put in the chat, please. Come on in, Craig. Well, we got to remember, Coach, and this is biblical. There's a great divide between forgiveness and accountability. All right. The Lord was always able to forgive, but he held people accountable. Yeah, you know, I was reading last night in 1 Kings 11 about Rehoboam and Jeroboam, the separation after Solomon died. And uh, Rehoboam was, was Solomon's son, and uh, he, he went errantly, actually, uh, and, and God was willing to make a deal with Jeroboam, you know, the 10 tribes and all this. He was, he was willing to kind of start over and make him king of Israel. But Jeroboam went south and made these two golden calves. He wouldn't let him come back into Jerusalem and worship as he was told in the Torah. And great thing, bad things happened to him. His son died, his hand withered, all these types of things. So he made him accountable. He made a deal with him, and Jeroboam went south, and it cost him his his life, his son, and everything else. These people who are holding or are in places of accountability are accountable. And they will be held accountable by the they Lord. They will be held accountable. And the, and the people and the people that are willing to hold them accountable. That's the thing. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. We, we're teaching in Christianity today that all accountability comes in the next world. And that's true. But they need to be held accountable in this world. Silver. Coach, the word the the Lord gave me a word at 613 or 713 your time before I even heard all the rest of this. COVID recipients will die soon. Get right with me now. Your time is short. Do it today. They're on death row, Joe. 
we're all on death row, but they're really on death row. By the way, can, can we call those people innocent? Is ignorance of the law an excuse? Are they, are they innocent? Are these innocent victims? Or did they choose to follow the yellow brick road? Hey, justice and judgment, it's a harsh thing, man. The Lord loves it, though. He loves it. Joe. There is not one person on this planet this has not affected. My own wife, Carol, mom died of this. Could not even see her in the hospital or go to the funeral when it first hit. What is that scene in the movie? I ain't going to take it anymore. I'm mad as hell. Mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. That's right. I'm not going to forget eye for eye. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. That doesn't mean uh, that you're not supposed to be angry. It means deal with it before you can sleep. Because if you don't deal with it before you sleep, you'll never sleep. Dr. Paul. It's absolutely incredible, Coach. My uh, my weekly letter, email, and uh, editorial is uh, exactly uh, don't forget. <laughs> really? Isn't that absolutely. something? And I call it the COVID shit show. And uh, it, it's apropos for Maine because Maine, I think, was the proving ground for this because they nailed three of us right off the bat. Yep. Yep. They demanded everybody get vaccinated. And I'll tell you what's going on, right? They're not stopping. These, these demons are in nursing homes and stuff. They're doing these PCRs, giving them Paxlovid. They're just making as much money as they can off of this evil coach. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Paul, the medical doctors, friends, are you looking at me? The medical doctors are without excuse. They, they have no, your doctor has no excuse. Men, they made a choice. The science was out there and they chose to ignore it. Now, they chose to ignore it. Why? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Liability, probably. Money, probably. Some of them may be out of good intentions. But see, look, I go to the doctor because I think the doctor is going to tell me the truth. Not a lie. Hey, Paul, a lot of them knew and looked the other way. In fact, died suddenly. Did anybody see this? I don't know if you did. The son of former uh, Minnesota Viking football coach, uh Coach Zimmer, his son, 38-year-old son, dropped dead yesterday, works for the Cincinnati Bengals, 38 years old, dropped dead suddenly. And is anybody saying, wow, wonder what caused that? Wow, wow. Hey, Paul, they know, don't they? They all know, don't they, Paul? They all know. I talked to them, Coach. I talked to them, and they, they say they did. They did all they could because they talked to their friends about it. But they didn't stop anything. They kept their jobs, and they didn't say anything when people were. They all knew it. They all knew it. Damn right. I got another another scripture I'm going to read here in a second. Mike, come on in. Hey, listen, all of you. Got a lot of folks want to get in here. Tell us your story, not your life story. Go, Mike. Hey, Coach. uh, I read something this morning. I can't remember where, but more vaccine deaths reported to VAERS in the last 20 months than all vaccines in the last 30 years. And that Pfizer is raising the price of the jab by 
They're still lying to us, Mike. They're still lying to us. It's going on, and they're still lying. I want justice. It's 4,000%. 4,000 I want justice. Paul Webb, come on in, Paul. Hey, Coach. Um, a couple things. Uh, you know, they said trust the science. Well, yeah, trust the science, political science. Yeah. Um, number two, what if all this that's happening is a judgment of God? What do I sure. say? The apathy of the church. You loved your businesses more than you loved me. Your job was more important than me. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, and and then we don't get involved in the political process. Therefore, let the Luciferians take over and look what's happened. I don't know. It's just something to think about. I mean, you know. Yeah, we've lost the ability to discern right from wrong. It's judgment of God. That's Second Thess- That's Second Thessalonians, by the way. Tim Parker coming in, Dale. Uh, you touched on it several times, Coach. We don't understand the gospel because we don't understand, as it, it was said, sacrifice of bulls and goats does not take away sin. Amen. The gospel fundamentally requires the cross of Christ. So when people talk forgiveness without the cross of Christ, we have distorted the gospel. Amen. The church doesn't understand that. If we understood it, we cannot forgive what has gone on. Amen. We can't forget. Never forget. Dale. Well, amen, brother, just on that real quick, uh, where you cannot mock God. When a man sows, he's going to reap. There's consequences to every choice. But seeing that people are no longer afraid of COVID, look what has arisen out from underneath the sheets for past two years disappearing. The flu, the common cold. I told my daughter-in-law because they went, my son has the flu, common cold, whatever. They said, hey, look, get some Tamiflu. I told her, do not touch Tamiflu. Coach, I don't trust our government. I don't trust the medical. I would not put that in my body no more than I would a flu shot. Dale, and I just saw two guys on the Internet yesterday who said uh, that they now have COVID. Folks, COVID is gone. It's two years old. It's mutated. It's not COVID. Boom. People are and we just perpetuated. We perpetuated by perpetuating their lies. They lie. They lie. And we, we repeat them and repeat them and repeat them and repeat them and repeat them. COVID. COVID. I got COVID. I got COVID. I got COVID. I got on and on and on and on. It's not causing fear anymore. So therefore, we got to drum something else up, right? Amen. Obedience to the government. Myra, quickly, pull up Psalm 35 in for me, uh, Jonathan. Yes, coach. He that smiteth a man so that he die shall be surely put to death. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want justice. I Hey, mercy follows justice. You guys get you guys understand that? No mercy till there's justice. No mercy till there's justice. By the way, when they put old Johnny the Baptist in the prison for calling the uh, queen a whore, he's sitting in jail wondering, doesn't Jesus do uh, jail visits? Doesn't Jesus do jail visits? What Jesus say? Then the lame walk, the blind see. <laughs> hey, dude, thanks for doing what you did. 
thank Johnny. Hey, Johnny, thanks for doing what you did, man. Because why? The Lord believes in justice, even sometimes not righteous justice. Wow. Plead my call, Psalm 35, for you softies, for y'all you softies out there. Wait a minute. Hey, before I go any further, do we believe that the Psalms are the word of God? Do we believe that? Yep. Do we believe that the word of God is truth? Yes. Amen. Do we believe that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Amen. Yes. Do we believe the word of God is unchanging and immutable? Amen. Yes. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul and let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind. By the way, the Lord's praying for his enemies here. And let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery. And let the angels of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid for me in COVID, and which without cause they have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon them unaware. Let his net that he hath hid catch himself. Into that very destruction let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who's like unto thee, which delivereth the poor from him that is too strong for him, yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoil him. False witnesses rose up against me, Lord. They laid to my charges things I didn't even know. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. But as for me, when, the, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting and prayer and returned in mine own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or my brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. But in mine adversity, they rejoiced and they gathered themselves together. Yeah, the abjects gathered themselves together against me. And I didn't even know it. They did tear me and they ceased not. With hypocritical mockings, mockers and feasts, they gnashed upon me with their teeth. Lord. How long will you look on? Rescue my soul from their destructions, my darling from the lions. I will give thee thanks in a great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause, for they speak not peace, but they divide devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yea, they opened their mouth wide against me and said, aha, aha, all right, we've seen it. And you've seen it, Lord. Keep not silent. Oh, Lord, be not for me. Stir up yourself 
and awake to my judgment, even my cause, my God and Lord, judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness and let them not rejoice over me and let them not say in their hearts, ah, so we would have had it. Let them not say we have swallowed him up. Lord, let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at mine hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and thy praise all the day long. Boom. Amen. Amen. That's that's Jesus. that's Jesus's daddy. That's Jesus's daddy. The guy who changes not. Mm, that's him. Amen. Lord loves righteousness. Mark, come on in. Yeah, coach, I'd like to go to a Bible verse, if that's OK, and, and comment on what Paul said. Uh, Colossians 2, um, 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after rudiments of the world, not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, we've read this over and over. and We understand it. The next verse says, and ye are complete in him, which is what? The head the of head all, all, of all pr- I can put that so, over there. Yeah, so you That's got Paul thing. saying that this is judgment. I'll start talking. All right. We got God's will moving forward perfectly. This is God's will that's occurring. But who is le- who is leading the demons to have the kings of the earth do his, their bidding? It's Jesus. He went and took the keys, guys. He's in charge. Okay. Amen. Right Amen. there, it says it. These are the same words in Hebrew as we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and spirits in high places. So rest assured what Paul said, it might not be specifically judgment, but certainly we can say it's God's will. Thanks, coach. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Amen. The Lord, Mark. Loves, the Lord loves justice. huh? I got two things I got I to gotta give you real quick. Go ahead, Jeff Klein, real quickly. Hey, why he's doing that uh, pull up uh, uh, righteous indignation? Third from the bottom. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, I was going to ask you, when you get a minute here, pull up Jeremy 12, read the first five or six verses. Pastor Bill preached on this last night to 29 people, and it, it was great. He hammered it, and then he ended with Psalms 30, 33.10. That one verse, he said, now pray this for me every day, everybody in this room. But Jeremiah 12 and in that Psalms 33.10 just ties in to what's going on. What you're talking about, too, exactly. Okay, I'll get to it. I got get to it in a second. I want to. I want to. I want to show you a couple of things. A slap in the face to righteous indignation. I'm going to share this. I want to tell you a story. Okay, scroll down. Is that what I wanted? Yeah, I'm going to pull that up. Uh, I didn't. Uh, no, no. It, it's it's good. Put it in the chat. They can read. I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you a story. I wish I'd have filmed it. I'm going to land on a light note. I'm working, uh, uh, I have to do some electrical things at Sky High. Got to lay electric line, Sky High. Steve Deck's been working with me, praise the Lord. 
So he sends me to Home Depot, Homo, Homo Depot. Sent me to Homo Depot yesterday. And so I got a hold of Homo Depot, talking to this really nice guy at Homo Depot. They tell me what the bill's going to be. And so I go ahead and I charge it on my Homo Depot credit card. I have one. My wife has one. Homo Depot. And uh, it doesn't take the card. And so I'm thinking, well, why wouldn't it take the card? And I said, do you think, uh, is it over my limit? You think I'm over my credit limit? And the guy said, yeah, that's probably it. He was very friendly, local guy, very friendly. He says, here, call this number, and uh, uh, they'll, they'll just expand your credit for you. You got good credit, they'll expand it for you. So he gives me this number, and then I walk into uh, Homo Depot hell because I call the number, and, of course, I get somebody who can speaks broken English. And, of course, his name is, this is Franklin. Franklin. You ain't Franklin. You're Jabberwocka, something like that. You ain't Franklin. I can't even understand him. He goes on and on and on. And so, you know, I'm on hold 35 minutes. And then I get a hold of somebody who can actually speak some English. And I'm trying to tell him what's going on. I want to get it. So so long story short, uh, they come in and they say, uh, in broken English, uh, is the primary primary credit holder there. I said, no, that's my wife. It's, it's Michelle. It's my wife. No, it's not. I'm, it's me. She's got a card and I got a card. No, she's not here. It's me. Oh, sir, we cannot make a change without uh, speaking to the primary. But, but you get it. So on and on, on, on. So I go, this conversation goes back five or 10 minutes. I give them her. I said, listen, this is my wife. Uh, here's her social security number. This is my account. I don't want anything other than you just to give me a little bit more credit so I can go spend a bunch of money at your store. That's all I really want you to do. Nothing else. I'm not charging anything. Just expect, well, sir, I worry on and on and on and on. So can I have your boss? I get a boss. Another one speaks a little bit better English. I say, can I have another, can I have your other boss? I wait in 25 more minutes for another boss who speaks almost English and finally get down on, on, on and finally it hit me. I wish I'd have filmed it. I says, ma'am, I want to apologize to you. I'm Michelle. Ah. What's it? I'm Michelle. I've just decided I'm feeling like Michelle today. In fact, as you can see on the credit card there, it says M-I-C-H-E-L-E. Actually, that's me. I'm Michael. And here, every once in a while this happens to me, I forget who I am. And right now, I've decided that I'm going to be Michael again. And here's my credit card number. And she didn't know what to say. I said, have you ever heard of Bruce Jenner? Bruce Jenner decided that he was going to be a, he was a man. He decided he was going to be a woman. Well, I've decided I'm going to be Michael. And here's my thing. And I want you to deal with me accordingly. She says, uh, uh, sir, uh, 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 you are identified as David. I said, yeah, no, I did. But now I'm, just, now I'm Michael. Now, I'm Michael. And by the way, ma'am, are you recording this call? Because if you're recording this call and you don't deal with me properly, I'm going to sue you and Homo Depot for discrimination against my pronouns. I am Michael. And I want you to deal with me accordingly. Goes back and forth. I should I should have taped it. She hung up on me. 
Say, Coach, why are you talking about that? Because, see, we have selective truth in America, and we all live with it every freaking day, and nobody pushes back against it. Nobody stands up against it. And so today I'm going to go to Homo Depot Depot Central here in Newark, and I'm going to threaten them with a lawsuit if they don't expand my credit. Do you think I'm nuts? Or do I just lay over? Okay, I'll take my wife in here, right? See, she got the credit card first and added me on. I said, listen, I'm the head of my house. I said, this may be a little bit strange for you, but I'm the head of my house. I make the decisions in my home. My wife supports me. We're a team. That's what marriage is. And I want to expand this credit card. And I'm Michael. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Boom. Jeff, what was the scripture you wanted? I forgot already. Jeremiah 12. Jeremiah 12. It's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. Hang on a minute. No, I'm going to switch. I know it's I know it's supported. Do this for me. I want to show you this. Here's why we lose. Go to the go to the go to the religious left. Pull up the religious left. False prophets. This is oh my goodness. This website is called faithfulamerica.org. Faithfulamerica.org. Scroll down a minute. 181,000 members. And this is all, every bit of it, social justice Christianity. Thank you. Look, you can sign a petition. This is what? Faithfulamerica.org. They claim to be Christian. You can sign a petition. Thank you for standing up for hateful anti-queer policies. Please don't reverse Trump's social media bans. These are Christians. Condemn Catholic governors' cruel immigration stunts. Get what's going on, friends? Get what's going on? All of this stuff coming under the realm of Christianity because why? Who are we to judge? Never forget. Okay, I'm going to send you off on a going to send you off on a on a gay uh, a good gay note. Good gay note. Pull up gay vid. Pull up the gay vid. Remember yesterday we talked about the coming for your kids? Four minutes. Go ahead. We got time. Maybe we only play a couple minutes. As we celebrate pride and the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful? You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit. Quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep him from disco, warn about San Francisco, make him wear pleated pants, we don't care. We'll convert your children. 
we'll make them tolerant and fair. At first I didn't get why you'd be so scared of us turning your children into accepting, caring people, but I see now why you'd have a problem with that. Just like you worried, they'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night to protest. But when you'll be disgusted, when they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight, like information, guess what? You'll still be alright. We'll convert your children, yes we will. Reaching one and all, there's really no escaping it. Cause even grandma likes RuPaul. And the world's getting kinder. Gen Z's gayer than grinder. Learn to love, learn to vogue, face your fate. We'll convert your children. Someone's gotta teach them not to hate. See you tomorrow.